dear friends be blessed by the divine in this wonderful day on 14th of december 2019 after the evening sahasrara meditation we shall take up the topic of sleep dream and meditation to think about it for a few minutes and understand in depth how these three are connected sleep is not a uniform state of being sleep can be divided into two general phases rem sleep and non rem sleep rapid eye movement sleep rem sleep is characterized by darting movements of the eyes under closed eyelids brain waves during rem sleep appear very similar to brain waves during wakefulness in contrast non rapid eye movement sleep is subdivided into four stages distinguished from each other and from wakefulness by characteristic patterns of brain waves we will understand each one of these in the next few minutes the first stage of non rem sleep is known as stage 1 sleep it is the sleep that is a transitional phase that occurs between wakefulness and sleep the period during which we are just about to go to sleep we drift off to sleep during the early part of our night when we are just going to bed there is a slow down in both heart rate and our breathing rate in addition in this sleep there is a marked decrease in overall muscle tension the inner body temperature also lowers down in terms of brain activity during the stage 1 non rem sleep the brain produces alpha and mild theta waves this is the early portion of stage 1 sleep that produces alpha waves 8 to 13 cycles per second during sahasrara meditation our brain remains at that alpha frequency those who have been initiated into kundalini yoga through our sky yoga system gifted to us by our yogira shri vedatri maharishi they enjoy this alpha wave frequency a calm peaceful state of the mind without going to sleep this pattern of brain wave activity resembles that of someone who is very relaxed yet awake sleep with mild dreams you are awake but you are not awake you but you are very highly relaxed as we go through the stage 1 sleep there is an increase in theta wave activity theta waves are even lower frequency between 4 and 7 cycles per second it is relatively easy to wake someone up from stage 1 sleep in fact people often report that they have not been asleep at all if they were, if they are awoken during the stage 1 sleep as we move into stage 2 sleep the body goes into a state of deep relaxation theta waves still dominate the activity of the brain but they are interrupted by brief burst of activity known as sleep spindles a sleep spindle is a rapid burst of high frequency brain waves that may be important for learning and memory the scientists are still uh, not in complete agreement that 
sleep is useful for learning and memory but they have found enough evidence to prove that a good healthy sleep improves the memory power especially the short term memory power because during the sleep the brain processes what it has undergone during the course of the day what it has experienced and processes it and stores it permanently in the brain in addition to these sleep spindles there is also the appearance of k complexes which is often associated with stage 2 sleep a k complex is a very high amplitude pattern of brain activity that may in some cases occur in response to environmental stimuli even though we are asleep our body is asleep the brain has gone into a very deep relaxed mode it is still listening to the environmental sounds and disturbances etc if there somebody puts on a light or if there is some activity there that wave from there the light wave or the sound wave or even certain other environmental disturbances as magnetic wave can come and disturb the brain and that k complex very high amplitude pattern of brain activity is seen but the scientists believe that these k complexes might serve as a bridge to higher levels of arousal in response to what is going on in our environments so the brain is trying to come back alive it is trying to respond it's a kind of an arousal response to the external environment stage 3 and stage 4 of sleep are often referred to as deep sleep or slow wave sleep very slow wave sleep because these stages are characterized by very low frequency up to 4 cycles per second uh, below 4 is coma stage but around 4 3.5 and 4 about 3 3.54 is high amplitude delta waves during this time an individual heart rate and respiration slow dramatically it is much more difficult to awaken someone from that deep slumber during stage 3 and stage 4 than during stage 2 stage 1 or non rem sleep interestingly individuals who have increased levels of alpha brain wave activity more often associated with wakefulness and transition into stage 1 sleep during the stage 3 and stage 4 often report that they don't feel refreshed upon waking regardless of how long they have slept so they really haven't gone into deep sleep while they were supposed to be in deep sleep in stage 3 and stage 4 their inability to go into such deep sleep do not refresh them so certainly as the scientists have discovered deep sleep and stage 3 and stage 4 that is high delta and low theta 3 4 5 cycles per second sleep in that state repairs our body repairs our brain replenishes the energy within our body the rem sleep from stage 1 to stage 4 is marked by rapid eye movement rapid movements of the eyes the brain waves associated with this stage of sleep are very similar to those observed when a person is awake and this is the period of sleep in which dreaming occurs we begin to dream only when we go into rem sleep this sleep is associated with paralysis of muscle systems in the body with the exception of 
heart and lungs and a few other organs of the body that control the circulations of heat blood and air therefore there is no movement of the voluntary muscles that occurs during rem sleep in a normal human being like you and me rem sleep is often referred to as the paradoxical sleep because this combination of high brain activity and lack of muscle tone the body is not moving but the brain is active so like in er nrem that is non rapid eye movement sleep rapid eye movement sleep has been implicated in various aspects of learning and memory so all five stages of sleeping one nrem and four rem are all required for a human being to be healthy the next day's quality depends on whether you have gone through all these five stages one by one adequate amount of each stage of sleep is required including the dreams what is the meaning of the dreams the meaning of the dreams has been studied over different cultures and different periods of time people have interpreted in a totally different way over a period of time the most notable a german psychiatrist in the 19th century who convinced that dreams represent an opportunity to gain access to the unconscious sigmund freud sigmund freud started analyzing dreams and he thought people could increase self awareness and gain valuable insight to help them deal with the problems that we faced in our life so he would have long sessions with his clients or his uh, patients to understand what kind of dreams they had and what kind of life they are leading how the day was how the day the next day uh, would be how the previous day was what kind of problems they had in the past and said okay your dream can be interpreted like this so he wrote lots of papers about what kind of interpretation that these dreams can have fraud was not the only psychiatrist not not the only theorist who focused on the content of dreams there was a 20th century swiss psychiatrist called carl jung who also believed that dreams allowed us to tap into the collective unconscious things that could not be discovered in conscious mode while you are awake when people are talking to you when you are confessing for instance or when you are counseled for instance there are things that people cannot discover but in dreams it can be discovered carl jung argued the sleep and dream researcher rosalind cartwright she believed that dreams simply reflect life events that are important to us unlike sigmund freud and carl jung cartwright's ideas about dreaming have found a lot of support in the empirical analysis people have studied this over and over there are huge number of dream researchers today who have been very highly qualified who have been conducting research with the electroencephalogram over a long period of time now it is still at a nascent stage but the last 30 40 years a lot of research has been going on cartwright is one such person who did a lot of research in her study Uh, one such examples that she gave that uh, that she studied that really made people to start to look at dreams from a more realistic point of view for example she said she and her colleagues published a study in which women going through divorce 
were asked several times over a 5 month period to report the degree to which their former spouses their husbands were on their minds these same women were awakened during rem sleep in order to provide a detailed account of their dream content there was a significant positive correlation between the degree to which women thought about their husbands former husbands during the waking hours and the number of times their former husbands appeared as characters in their dreams so this study and hundreds of other study proved beyond doubt that dreams are a mere extension or a reflection of what we have been thinking during the course of the day or course of our lifetime these are concoctions of our own imaginations in the rem sleep a part of the brain is active so it is making up stories if you believe that you have seen some good omen during the uh, night sleep and you believe something good is going to happen during the day it is your belief it is your belief that uh, something good will happen if i get good dreams i'll get something good so you start dreaming about something good during the course of the night because in your subconscious mind you actually want you wish you will for something good to happen to you Recently though neuroscientists have become lot more interested in understanding why we dream for example Hobson in 2009 suggest that dreaming may represent a state of proto consciousness in other words dreaming involves constructing a virtual reality in our heads that we might use to help us during wakefulness exactly what i was just telling you you wish for something good to happen for you or you fear for something bad that would happen for you both will result in a happy peaceful joyous good omen dream or a nightmare depending upon what that reality that you want to experience in real life dream is a construction of that reality in a virtual reality manner that's all it is there whole bunch of neurological evidence that has been collected so john hobson cites research on lucid dreams l u c i d lucid dreams as an opportunity to better understand dreaming in general lucid dreams are dreams in which certain aspects of wakefulness are maintained during a dream state in a lucid dream a person becomes aware of the fact that they are dreaming we know we are dreaming and as such we can control the dreams content so lucid dreamers are people who are able to go to such highly intense dreaming state the entire body is deeply addressed and they can control the dream 2019 january this is about 11 months 12 months ago roughly half of the world's dream researchers about 50 people gathered on the 6th floor of the massachusetts institute of technology mit media lab in cambridge massachusetts It was the first ever dream engineering workshop hosted by the MIT Dream Lab 
which was formed a year and a half ago. So it's a very uh, latest kind of a lab. MIT keeps doing a lot of these labs. Uh, this is one of those labs that they started about a couple of years ago. And about 11 months ago, some of the leading dream researchers in the world came together. Their job was to discuss about lucid dreaming. That was one of the themes of the two-day workshop. A phenomena where people realize they are having a dream while they are dreaming. Long dismissed as belonging firmly to the realm of esoteric, lucid dreaming was scientifically shown to exist in the late 70s. One of the reports document this. There was a Stanford researcher, Stephen Laberge. He trained people to use the rapid eye movements during sleep to signal when they entered a lucid, lucid dream state. So REM sleep has got a lot to do with your lucid dream state. So your brain is at theta frequency at that level. Okay, So you're, you're going into theta and maybe even going below theta to delta level of frequency where your body is completely at rest. That is when you again get into this lucid dream state. It's not really delta, but it is between alpha and theta frequency. It is that transition state. And that ability to perform pre-arranged volitional eye movements while in REM sleep soon became gold standard for determining that someone is lucid dreaming because people who are in that lucid dreaming state can actually control what they are dreaming. But they are in that moving into that alpha from alpha to theta state. It is estimated that only 1% of the general population have lucid dreams several times a week. One of the researchers, a very senior researcher, in one of his recent experiments found that long-term meditators experience lucid dreams more frequently than people who do not meditate. And not just any meditation. An eight-week mindfulness course or transcendental meditation course did not increase the frequency of lucid dreams among people in the study. But only people who did kundalini meditation could go into lucid dreams. They actually are using the power of the dreams at the alpha and the high theta to actually visualize what they wish to do. They are able to control their dreams. These are highly gifted individuals who have been meditating for a long, long time. I hope this little account of the relation between sleep dream and meditation is able to help you to inspire yourself to continue to meditate on a regular basis. Thank you so much for being a reason for inspiring me. Be blessed by the divine.